Welcome to Cautious Optimism, an infertility podcast. We are three friends eternally bonded by our individual heartaches with infertility. Join us each week as we discuss the ups and downs that often accompany the road to parenthood. Here's to hoping for the best and being cautiously optimistic about the future. Hey guys, we are here today recording another episode for all of you. We are excited for this episode. It's kind of going to be the first and maybe like a continuation of episodes. Um, we'll call this maybe a mini episode. I don't know. Is that is that yeah. cliche? I don't know. I like it. The first of many mini <laughs> Of many minis. Episodes. Yeah. Um, so with this podcast, we've had a little bit of feedback about... Um, how we can be supportive friends to those going through infertility or loss or any kind of difficult thing when growing your family. And so we kind of had discussed with each other, maybe we need to do something from our own perspective of what has been good for us. And maybe we could share that with others. So if you want, if you're wondering how I can be supportive to my friends who are in the middle of IVF or an IUI, or just found out something didn't work, um, we wanted to do kind of like a tips series almost. And Granted, this is coming from our perspective, which is, you know, three people. <laughs> it's going to be different for certain people, but we just thought that might be a good idea to kind of share what has been good for us. So yeah, we're excited to talk about it. Absolutely. I think that's probably all of us. The number one question asked is, I'm so afraid to say the wrong thing. How do I be there? You know, a lot of people kind of just fall back to doing nothing because they're so afraid. And so rather than focusing today on maybe the negative or what not to do, we're just going to give some ideas on what we personally received or experienced on what meant so much to us and gave us, you know, made us feel loved. So maybe just some tips from our experience of what to do for a friend or a family member or someone, you know, going through this lovely journey. Yeah, I think that's perfect. So we'll just kind of go around and share what, you know, we've experienced in our own journeys. And the first thing that comes to my mind is my first experience with IVF. I was kind of during the headlights. I didn't know a ton of what I was getting myself into. And I had a sweet friend who went online, got on Pinterest and like searched what I could do for somebody who's prepping for an egg retrieval. And I was just like, that was such a thoughtful gesture. She came over and she had brought like all this pineapple themed stuff because pineapple is like the fruit of fertility. And then she had gotten me some socks because lucky socks are a thing with IVF. And then, um, some yummy candy, just, it was such a thoughtful thing. And my favorite thing that she had got me was this little bag and it said IVF, like I've got the power, but it said IVF's got the, got the power. And I actually used that little cosmetic bag so much for all my shots and, taking it places. So it was a little more like concealed and just something like that just made me feel like I wasn't alone in it. And it just made me feel like, Oh my gosh, she took the time to like look into this process, which she didn't know much about and really like do something that meant the world to me. And that's definitely something that's been important to me. Um, not important, but just touched my life when people take the time out of their own lives and their own hard things to like find something really individual and specific to what you're going through. I think that's always a safe bet is if you don't know what to say, gifts are always a good thing. Not that you need to give gifts, but I think it it goes a long way just to say, I'm thinking of you. This is to cheer you up, you know, or help you feel supported. Well, even that effort and action she took to try to understand and research. And even when you didn't know, it's like, wow, she took the time to try to get these specialized things, even though it wouldn't matter what she gave you. 
but it just felt like she was very invested. Yeah. And that feels good. It was so thoughtful. So that was one thing that always has helped me is just to feel that friends were there for me, even if they didn't maybe understand. Um, and another thing I want to mention is when I'd gone through my losses with miscarriages, um, I think that can be a really tricky place to navigate because some people are very open about things like that and others are not. And some people don't want to talk about it or don't want to feel like there's attention brought to it. And other people are like yearning for that support. And, um, I think something that meant the most to me was just the fact that people not only followed up like when it happened, but then after the fact, because I think I know I'm guilty of this sometimes, you know, something happens to somebody and right away we go over and do something for them. But then it's like, I think they fall off our radar. I know that I do that all the time. And just to have people that close friends that like, even though they didn't know what to do, they continued to ask me like, how are you doing? Like, are you doing okay? And even now I feel like I appreciate that question is just like, how are you? You know, we know you went through this, like, how are you doing? I think that's a huge, huge help to people. Yeah. And I think another thing that I have found is people letting me be in my pain and my grief and not making me feel like I have to make them feel comfortable and just sitting with me and, in my, in my anxiety and my heartache and letting me be there and them being there with me. Um, sometimes I think it's really uncomfortable and hard for us to feel other people's pain and we want to make it go away and we want to make it feel better. And I think that it, it is okay to just be like, Hey, I'm here with you. And I know it sucks. Um, one thing that I think I really appreciated my sister doing, um, she had just gotten pregnant And she was going to tell the whole family and she knew that, you know, we had just lost Max and we were kind of on the heels and in the midst of everything with Oliver and it was still kind of uncertain. And she just had sent me an email and she texted me and said, Hey, I put some thoughts down with something that I want to share with you and I want to be able to express it in a way that I could write down my feelings and prepare you. So she had sent it to me beforehand before she announced it to the whole family, which I really felt like it was not an easy thing to read. And I was still heartbroken and I cried and like, I love my sister and I was so happy for her, but it was still just like another little, like, Oh, a reminder, you know, but the fact that she had gone out of her way to think of me and think of what what might have, you know, threw me off guard if she just did this at a family party. I think that kind of speaks volumes and shows that she really is trying to take that sensitivity and that approach that just keeps in mind what, what I've gone through. Yeah. She was being almost overly considerate, even if, even if maybe that, I mean, of course it still upset you, but the fact that she took the time to do that, like outside of a family gathering, I think that's a big, a big help too. Yeah. It's so appreciated. I've had that happen too, where it's like, thank you for allowing me to process that privately. Yes. Cause sometimes it's received and you're like, I'm okay. I'm in an okay spot, but then grief can be blindsiding where you're suddenly just panicked and the tears and you can't hide it and you're embarrassed and you're not wanting to take attention away and you're just like, oh crap, what do I do? So to have people close to you understand, you know, let me give you the opportunity to deal with this privately so you're prepared. 
to handle it, you know, more so publicly Mm -hmm. is very valuable. So if anyone in your life is going through this process of infertility, whether they've been trying to conceive for a very long time and you're aware of it, or they've experienced a loss or anything, they're going through IVF and maybe you have an announcement or you know of someone within your family, I would definitely encourage them to give them a little heads up and just be like, hey, I'm aware of you. And it might hurt no matter what. I had a brother do that in the side, you know, and I was blindsided by emotion and grief and I just sobbed and it was the first time he had ever kind of talked to me about baby stuff. And just to be able to have him, you know, hug me and hold me And like, even though I'm like, I'm not mad, I'm not sad, I'm happy for you. It's just, I don't know, I can't explain it. But it was a special moment that I'll always remember that, well, my brother, you know, was thinking about me. So I think that's very important for everyone to kind of keep in mind. Like, just watch out for those people who are hurting through something that's so personal and tender as this. So well, good point. Yeah. And I think like you said, like it was a hard moment and like it brought that grief and that wave of emotions, but it also brought you and your brother probably closer in a way. And like you had this shared intimacy in that moment where you were sharing in his joy, but he was also sharing in your grief. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is, it's one of those things where like that quote, holding both in each hand, yeah, you know, and, and you guys lost. were holding hands together with that. Yeah. I think sometimes I think I'm still guilty of this. Um, if I've ever experienced something where I don't know how to be there for somebody who's gone through something that I don't understand. Um, I sometimes think I try to like relate Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's the best option. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I sometimes think I do it wrong And I like try to be like, oh, I've been there. Like, and sometimes I think that is appropriate. Like what we're doing here, like we, that's how we found each other is because we related in our pain and our loss. But I also think it could sometimes come across as maybe minimizing someone else's pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is totally just my opinion. This is not, (laughs) I don't want to offend anyone, but I just think sometimes I need to be better about not being like when I had my miscarriage, you know, I think it's better to be like, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I can't imagine the pain you're feeling. Cause honestly, I'm not in that person's shoes in this moment. And I don't know the pain they're feeling. I've felt other kinds of pain or similar pain, but I haven't felt what they are feeling in this moment. And so I think being just aware of trying to not be like, oh, when I was going through my this or that, and I hope that doesn't this podcast doesn't come across that way at all, that we're trying to minimize anybody else's experiences with infertility because that's not what our goal is. But I just think being aware of just being in that space with like focused on that person and what they're going through, I think is really like valuable to Mm -hmm. just be like, I'm here for you and only you. I'm not thinking about anybody but you and I'm here for you. I I don't know. I hope that made sense. No, (laughs) No, I totally. And I always think that doing something is better than nothing. And that's something I've learned. I think we learn through experiencing personal grief. Um, Because in the past I've shared, I had friends, close friends who experienced a loss and I did nothing but pray for them privately. And through my own losses, I just realized like, and I'm so grateful for the example of my sister who taught me this. And she was just that light of Christ to be there 
with me and she met me wherever I was at, where I was, you know, one day wanting to laugh, go to a stupid movie and just laugh and not think about it. Guess what? She was right there with me laughing, you know, Mm -hmm. and being there. But if the next day I just wanted to cry and scream, guess what? She was crying and screaming with me on the phone. And I was just so grateful for that lesson because I think so often when we do feel uncomfortable wanting to fix it and you just think, I have many people in my life and I love them and they want the best for me, but they want to fix the problem. And guess what? This can't be fixed. You know, it can't be just taken away. It can't be faithed away. It's just sometimes you're sitting there in just the sadness and pain and to have someone sit there with you. That just taught me so much what Christ-like love is, you know, to be in that pain and carrying that same burden. I'm just so grateful for that example and taught me, wow, I don't, it doesn't matter if I don't relate to someone's pain, but to just sit there with them. And like Carly said, to listen and maybe they don't want to talk and that's fine, but kind of letting them be the guide of what they need and allow it to change from day to day. I've I've had some feedback like from my own husband where it's like, I can't keep up. Yesterday you needed this. I'm like, well, today's a new day. Yeah. <laughs> now I need this. You need to and keep up. So knowing that it's like, okay, you know, if you're if you notice someone going through something, like Carly said, it could be months after the initial loss. But sometimes that's when the wave hits the very hardest and you feel the loneliest. And so constantly checking up and something I also learned from example of many angels in my life, even like a text or a voicemail or something that says, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Don't respond to this wherever you're feeling. If you want to call me, great. I'll be here waiting for you. But just kind of those, you know, again, my amazing sister for months would just text every single day, you know, like, I love you. How's today? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Or even just saying, like, I don't need a response. And that just meant the world to me, like that consistent, you know, you're not forgotten. Because sometimes on this journey, people rally behind you in that moment of loss or hardship and then that kind of goes and people move on with their lives as they should, but then you do kind of feel lonely. So I think that's the best advice I could give is continually check up and they don't have to be grand gestures, you know, a text. I'm so grateful. I have received darling gifts of sunshine, you know, yellow, you know, boxes that Mm -hmm. are supposed to bring happiness. Or again, I will say people who've walked this path have a little more insight to what worked for them. Mm -hmm. So like my sister, she gave me a book that meant a lot to me. And in the beginning, I wasn't ready to read it emotionally, but later on I was, and it gave me a lot of hope and light. So that was great. And lastly, just to end my little um, experience, um, like Chelsea said, if you are reaching out to a friend as much as you can, please don't have these expectations of how it's going to be received because they're dealing with so much and maybe they don't have the emotional energy to reply or, you know, whatever it is. I, I 
did see that where someone tried to reach out and thought they were doing their best, which they are. Everyone's doing their best. And just try not to take offense if you feel like, oh, I'm never doing that again. You know, I tried and they didn't receive it well or I can't do anything right. You know, it's like it, it does mean something that you try and kind of just maybe try again later. Yeah. But it's not a problem with you. It's just they're going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are such good tips. I think, um, oh, sorry. Don't go, Chelsea. You go. I was thinking as Karen was talking, like the, it just kept coming to me, like mourn with those who mourn and like comfort those who stand in need of comfort. And I think rejoice in times when people are rejoicing, right? Like I think meeting people where they are is the key. And I would love to post this like little video on our stories. Um, I don't know if anybody knows who Brene Brown is, but I just love her. I think she's so, so amazing and has so much amazing insight and perspectives. And she has this little, it's like a little cartoon on empathy. And it's like how this person's like down in the hole. And some people like peek their head over, like, I hope you're doing good down there. Just want to check in. See you later. And then it showed like someone else, like come down the ladder and like sit in the hole. And like, it's hard in this hole, isn't it? It's dark. I'm sorry you're here. That's amazing. And it was just such a good, like it broke it down kind of in like child's terms, but it was such a good analogy and just the simplest form of empathy and meeting someone where they are and not trying to, like you said, Carly, minimize it by like, oh, I, you know, I have a friend who's had the same thing or I've had, I've had a similar experience or, you know, my sister had a miscarriage and then she got pregnant three months later and just like sitting there and be like, oh, I'm sorry. This sucks. Yeah. Nothing that I say is going to take any pain away, but I'm here with you. Right. You know, I've had this conversation with my mom a lot because um, she has gone through some similar experiences that I have, not with IVF, but just with loss and difficulty getting pregnant. And we've talked about this a lot. Like sometimes I'm like, mom, and I think moms want to do this. They want to be there for you as your mother and they want to help you fix it. And they want to help you give, help give you, excuse me, the the light at the end of the tunnel, like, okay, well, you need to need to try this next, you know? And I love my mom for that. But I also have told her sometimes like, mom, I just want you to cry with me. And then she's like, I know, you know, and then we just cry. But I think it is hard because we all want to give each other hope. And, um, but sometimes I think at least me, I'm like, I don't want to hear that right now. Like I, I want to hear that it does suck. And you have things that suck too. And we all have our low moments and it makes us human. And I think relating to each other just on that level of like, I'm sorry you're here. Like you said, Chelsea, I'm so sorry you're here. I don't know how you're feeling, but I love you and I'm here to listen and hug you and take you for frozen yogurt and get your nails done or whatever you need, or even just sit and watch friends with you. That's something that I need. That's what I need. Um, anyways, but I think just to sum this up, this is just the beginning of kind of this tip series. And we want to hear back from our listeners. Um, we may be posting like, what are your questions or what are things that you could use advice on? And sometimes I feel like sheepish, sheepish saying advice because, you know, we're all still learning how to do life too, but and we want to grow from each other and from you. So hundred percent, but yeah, we just want to learn how to bear each other's burdens and just help support one another 
in the most sensitive and caring way possible. So hopefully we'll hear from more people about what, what you thought of this and if it was helpful, but yeah, until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Cautious Optimism. Find us on Instagram at Cautious Optimism Podcast. Send us a message, leave us a review, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, keep hoping for the best and stay cautiously optimistic about the future.